The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's always so interesting to be observant of what our mind does when we're waiting. <clears throat> and there's so many relatively wholesome things we can pay attention to. And there are so many less than wholesome things we can pay attention to. And it's not about being judgmental, but just being more or less honest about <clears throat> our attentional habits of mind. Like, are we noticing and appreciating the community we're here with? Or are we wondering what's taking so long and why aren't we getting started? Or, yeah, it's just so interesting if we're planting seeds for impatience, planting seeds for kindness and friendliness, or planting seeds for calm and peacefulness, <clears throat> or for agitation. And it's this way, you know, we just start to take responsibility for our own heart and mind. So welcome everyone, it's nice to be with you. As you can see, I'm not in Minneapolis today at the city center. I'm out in uh, the suburbs of Philadelphia uh, with my partner, Wynn Fricke, and we're taking care of Wynn's mother for the week. But it's nice to be able to join you. I know some of you are in person at Common Ground City Center in Minneapolis, and many of you are just online, scattered about. But as you often, uh, those of you who have come, know that we do this well-known chant. It's really a teaching from the Buddha, how the Buddha suggested we cultivate the four divine abodes of loving-kindness, compassion, gladness, or appreciative joy, and equanimity, these four divine abodes, as they're called. <clears throat> so if you just joined in, once again, I'll paste that there in the chat. You can open it up, and let's do this chant together. Sometimes we call it suffusion with the divine abidings. Sometimes just in a more short way, the four quarters chant. So now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, <clears throat> and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. <clears throat> I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with compassion. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, 
around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide, <clears throat> pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with compassion, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. <coughs> I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with gladness, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, <clears throat> around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with gladness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide <clears throat> pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with equanimity, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere and to all as to myself I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with equanimity, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, and without ill will. <clears throat> and we take our time, we settle into an upright, comfortable, relatively still sitting posture for the meditation time. Just do the best you can and let that be good enough. And sensing this possibility of bringing a generous presence to whatever's here to feel. And we experiment not being afraid to connect to be open and receptive and in a sense exposed to whatever's here to 
feel, whatever's moving. So in a sense, it's vulnerability on purpose. We're willing, or at least we're experimenting in our willingness to be exposed, to be vulnerable to whatever it is that's moving, touching the sensitive heart, whether it's thought and motion <clears throat> or sound, physical sensation, sight, Is it safe to relax? Is it safe to soften? Can it be safe to be receptive and simply allow experience to come and go, whether it's subtle or intense, pleasant or unpleasant? These last few weeks <clears throat> in my talks, I've been mentioning the skill of recognizing what is good, what is wholesome. And one of the things that we discover is truly wholesome is what in Buddhism we call samadhi, but in more simple terms, you could call it the stability of present moment awareness or the, the stability of non-distraction. So in your own heart, your own experience, just see if you can appreciate, recognize the good of this non-distractedness to whatever degree it's present now. We're valuing presence or non-distractedness, this not forgetting the present moment, not forgetting to recognize the present moment, what's being known, that it's like this now, that this experience is being known here and now. And if nothing else for this 30 minute sitting period, deepening this sense that non-distraction, this mindful awareness is wholesome, it's good in a way that can be directly sensed. And then of course, on the other hand, distractedness even what we might consider relatively harmless distractedness, thinking about lunch, even thinking about our practice as a kind of mild distractedness. But to notice that all distractedness, even the mild, seemingly harmless distractedness, 
is at least subtly disturbing, agitating for our mind and heart and body. And then the opposite way, non-distraction, has a quality of healing and settling, <clears throat> and it actually feels good in this subtle inner sense. And it's really useful to be able to sense the pleasure of non-distraction and the agitation, the disturbance of distraction. And of course, we want to give ourselves permission to start over again as often as is needed. And it's less about controlling our experience and more and more about noticing when the mind is present, not distracted, and noticing distraction as it, as it arises, as it ceases, and the ordinary effects of distraction and non-distraction. What do they set in motion in our heart? So let's continue now in silence.
remember we're relying on the energy, the uplifting energy of being interested. So we're making the effort to be interested in the present moment, whether we're working with a specific anchor, like being aware of the sensations of breathing in and out, or just being aware of whatever's predominant moment by moment. But it's that effort to be open and interested that balances the tranquility that develops. So we don't just become sleepy.
And even if we don't have a clue, just in the context of our own experience, our own heart and mind, contemplating the difference between distraction and non-distraction, and especially being interested in periods of time, even if they're short, when there's some continuity of non-distraction, and getting a sense of what that's like. Just like we get to know periods of more seductive distraction, where the mind swept away, gets lost in thought, and noticing what that's like.
And now for these last three or four minutes, we'll do our best to get the sense of how effortless non-distraction can be. It's really the effort to be interested And mindfulness doesn't really care what's being known. So what is the experience of non-distraction? And what is it that gets in the way?
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.